It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 92. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. Well, this week it's a battle for Floyd of Rosedale as Minnesota travels to Iowa in big-time Big Ten football. We'll welcome to the podcast for the first time the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes on the radio, Gary Dolphin. He's a longtime colleague and a longtime friend. He'll give us a breakdown on the Hawkeyes and the big matchup this weekend. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or TNM. MA.com today. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also one of our big sponsors on the Go Gopher podcast. Life math is complicated, and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available to help in person or virtually. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They also have an award-winning mobile app, so check that out. And they sponsor our player profile segment supporting Golden Gopher student-athletes. We're also sponsored by Cub. Cub is a proud sponsor of the Go Gopher podcast. If you're in hurry don't worry cub delivers get fresh meat produce everyday essentials and more delivered to your door cub is the official grocer of the golden gophers and proud to support gopher athletics for over 20 years the go gopher podcast is also sponsored by head flyer brewing located in northeast minneapolis right next door to campus it has a great vibe great craft beer and much more you can go to headflyerbrewing.com for a list of some cool events they have on site including a live music event this saturday Take a flyer, Head Flyer Brewing. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at ChampelinInsurance.com. We're podcasting episode 92 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do so. It's free. Click the subscribe button. You can also go back and listen to other previous Go Gopher podcasts. Last week, for example, we talked Minnesota basketball from Big Ten Men's Basketball Media Day at the Target Center in Minneapolis. We heard from Gopher Men's Basketball Coach Ben Johnson and forward Dawson Garcia joined us as well. It's worth the listen. Go back and take a listen. This episode, though, we're talking Golden Gopher and Big Ten football. It's this week's matchup, Minnesota and Iowa, with the voice of the Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin, who joins us next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. When we say that Cub Milk is the freshest in town, we mean it. Less than 48 hours from farm to store fresh. We guarantee seven days or more of freshness. It all starts with local dairy farmers who take great care in making sure all the cows are happy and healthy. We support local farm families 365 days a year. And that makes our milk even more delicious. So you always get the freshest milk and the biggest smiles.
It's episode 92 of the Go Gopher podcast, and we have Floyd of Rosedale on the line this weekend in Iowa City, Minnesota, and Iowa. The Hawkeyes ranked 23rd in the country, and the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin, has been kind enough to join us on the podcast. And Dolph, how are you? Doing good, Mike. I mean, anytime you're in first place, whether it's unexpected or not, it's it's a good feeling, especially uh, uh, this part of the season. Now, there's a lot of football to be played, uh, beginning with Minnesota. But, uh, you know, for a team that uh, was figured to be in the hunt with Wisconsin and perhaps Minnesota and maybe Illinois, uh, it, it, and for a team that is really struggling on the offensive side of the football, uh, it's refreshing to, to see uh, uh, Phil Parker's defense and special teams uh, carry the load. Uh, not, not that I don't want the offense to come on because it needs to, but they're so decimated by uh, in a lot of areas for a lot of reasons that just don't turn the ball over. That's kind of their motto right now. Yeah, they have quite a formula, and it's really a formula, Dolph, that's worked now for a few years. I know uh, a lot of people are like, boy, is that sustainable? And uh, so far it has been, right? I mean, it's been, you know, the punting game, pin them back. If they're going to beat you, they got to put two or three 90-yard drives together, and uh, most Saturdays that's not the case, and the defense is there, and that's what happened in Madison last week. That's exactly right, Mike. And, and you know, you just you have to hope that the defense uh, can continue its high level of play. But then again, historically, Phil Parker, Norm Parker, uh, Bill Brazier, I mean, pick a defensive coordinator, whatever system they've implemented has certainly worked. And, you know, this Iowa defense, it's remarkable when you think that there's no more Jack Campbell or Seth Benson. There's no more Lucas Van Ness. I mean, there's two number one draft picks. Uh, Riley Moss and Kayvon Merriweather have vacated the secondary for the NFL. It, it's really astounding that this defense has, has played as well as it has. It's given up one rushing touchdown all year, and it's given up one touchdown or less in five of the seven games. The only the only uh, uh, haymaker was uh, Penn State, you know, landed one on their jaw. But that was a night where the Iowa Hawkeyes turned the ball over four times. I mean, that was a 10 nothing game at halftime. Yeah. So the defense was playing well there with terrible field position. Uh, so it, it has been a consistent uh, a gem all year long. And then you add in Torrey Taylor, to your point. I mean, all he did last week was flip the field, 10 punts with a 50.1 average. Uh, he, he's uh, he's uh, he's just incredible, and he's been consistently strong for the three years, four years, whatever it is uh, that he's been in Iowa City. And so the two two thirds uh, of of the group uh, is, is performing admirably. The offense uh, won the turnover battle last week. Uh, uh, Deacon Hill is certainly far from a finished product, but to your point, they got the running game going uh, finally. Uh, I mean, consistently. And as Kirk Ferentz says every week, look, there's going to be some ugly plays. We get that, but we got to stick to the game plan, take our shots when we can. The problem is they don't have much at tight end in terms of experience. Uh, the uh, you know Deacon throws a different ball than Cade McNamara, and some of our receivers are having issues hanging on to the thing. It's been a, it's been a combination of a lot of uh, negatives, Mike, and, and hopefully you know I keep waiting for that light to go on offensively. If they're just serviceable. 
with this defense, uh, Iowa's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and you think about, uh, you know, we talk about the punter and, and flip the field. I, I get a kick out of how um, the fan base has kind of embraced Tory Taylor. I see guys wearing T-shirts about punting. I mean, who would have figured that? I mean, t- take us through the kind of the attitude of, of how that has shifted now with Iowa in terms of how that is such a weapon. I remember, you know, growing up in Iowa, Reggie Roby was, was uh, I remember the cannon, uh, they would call him back in the day, and boy, Toy Taylor's kind of taking on a role of his own right now, huh? Very similar to uh, the great Reggie Roby, and, and I'm not ready to put Tory in that class yet. As you know, Reggie uh, booted the ball. I think he was a number one draft pick, uh, which is rare for a punter. Maybe Ray Guy was the only one ever to attain that level. But uh, uh, Tory has some similarities to what Reggie's leg uh, performed like. In, in other words, uh, he, he, he hangs it in the... Uh, Hang time is uh, between four and a half and five seconds. Uh, He's had a couple over five. I mean, that's about ten stories up. Uh, But he can also, uh, he can pooch kick it. I mean, I've never seen a football nosedive into the ground at the two as often as his does. And it's like it's got eyes, it goes back upfield or it goes straight out of bounds. I mean, it's just an incredible uh, feat that he's able to perform and talk to that football. And I think uh, what helps him a lot, Mike, is he's also the holder on uh, Drew Stevens' field goal tries. And, and so he is so good. Uh, he, there are a couple bad snaps, at least not spot on last week, that he just reached out, Patty caked it into his grasp, and still kicked it uh, 51 yards. Uh, and he attributes that to, to just holding. They do a lot of practice, uh, long snapping uh, in pregame and, and throughout the week. And he's, I think what it says about him is he's a, he's a constant uh, practitioner. You know, he, he's really hard on himself. And uh, he uh, he just he's got it. I mean, he's got it. He's got it spot on. He's he knows how to spin the the seams on it, where to catch it, uh, and and uh, at the drop point, uh, man, it's going to the other end almost all the time. And so he's become kind of a cult figure. First off, he's a great kid. He's six foot five. He's about two hundred and thirty five pounds, and he's got that Aussie that Aussie accent, kind of like Hayden. Never lost the Texas drawl. Uh, he go. Tory's held on to the uh, the Australian uh, accent to uh, to a T, and so you know he's a good-looking kid, big, tall, blonde-haired kid, and and uh, the student body loves him. Yeah, I was watching. I think some. I think there's stores that are now selling punting T-shirts down in Cedar Rapids. I think I saw that tweeted out the other day, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> That's a new one on me. I hadn't heard that one, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And I'm and uh, if I'm uh, if I'm spot on, I think I am. Uh, every every penny that he raises is probably going to Children's Hospital off those T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing story in terms of what that does. And you mentioned the offense, obviously, and and the Gophers are going through some of this as well. That they they have not moved the ball as well as I think people thought they would this year. And and much like what you had said earlier with with Iowa, you hope the light goes on. I think Ethan Kalik Manis has all the tools. He's got a wonderful arm. He's a great athlete. He can run on the or throw on the run. But it just hasn't all clicked off. They've had good nights where they've thrown the ball okay uh, against Nebraska, for example, and where they've run well um, uh, many times uh, here this season. But they haven't, you know, clicked yet. Um, I think I saw the over unders like thirty one and a half points for this game. I think you and I are in for calling a low scoring game on Saturday. Well, hopefully that means it's a quicker game then, huh? <laughs> Get out of there in a hurry, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep the clock running. Now, seriously, uh, Kirk uh, Ferentz uh, mentioned uh, Kaliak Manis on his uh, call-in show uh, Wednesday night and, and referred to uh, 
his uh, his skill set. Uh, you know, he's a big kid at six four, good runner. Uh, in fact, Iowa recruited him. They they recruited him hard, uh, and he obviously cast his lot with the Gophers, and good for him. Uh, he's also uh, Kirk is also impressed with uh, young Darius Taylor. Uh, for a true freshman, you know, he's really on a fast track learning skill-wise. Uh, and, of course, uh, he, he's aware of Daniel Jackson, Chris Ottman-Bell, and guys that have been around, I think he said, eight or nine years <laughs> at Minnesota, certainly Ottman-Bell. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, with Minnesota, and these are Ferentz's words, they're not mine, you always got a big, uh, uh, as, as, Eli, as Ed Podolak likes to call it, a big Bluto offensive line. Uh, and I don't know if I was ever as impressed uh uh, more so than Minnesota a couple years ago up there with that. I think they ran for 300 yards on an Iowa defense that is not used to that. So, you know, the Hawks are looking for the run game uh, with uh, the Gophers taking their shots uh, down the field. You know, defensively, they're impressed with that secondary. You know, they've always put guys uh, in the high rounds in the NFL draft, and uh, this year they've got a couple more that uh, Coach Ferentz really, really likes uh, um, uh, I'm going from memory here. Tyler Newbin comes to mind. Right. In fact, the safeties, uh, Green and Newbin, uh, he's really impressed with, uh, and some of the guys uh, who put their hand on the ground. So it's uh, you know it's it's for Floyd. It's uh, it's a trophy game. Uh, it's uh, doesn't matter if it's in in Minneapolis or, or Iowa City. It's uh, what the nine, uh, you know 117th meeting between these two <laughs> schools, uh, and they you know uh, uh, in a good way don't like each other. And I always look forward to uh, Minnesota and, and Iowa. It's uh, the Hawks' uh, longest-standing rivalry. Uh, like last week, it was a great atmosphere at Camp Randall. It'll be a, a great uh, a scenario at Kinnick Stadium, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm with you, Mike. I look for a low-scoring game, 21-17 type affair. Gary Dolphin with us. It's episode number 91. Real quickly, want to talk about Affinity Plus, your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or a proud Gopher alum, you're eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. Meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including one right near campus in Minneapolis on University Avenue. You can learn more and find other ways to connect by visiting their webpage. Here's the address, affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. We thank them for their support of Gopher Athletics and of the Go Gopher podcast. Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, with us here on our weekly episode. This is 91. You mentioned the Gophers and the Hawkeyes have always had good running attacks, it seems. Certainly in recent years, Iowa's really well-known, Dolph, for the offensive line over the years. They've had a lot of draft picks, high draft picks, but maybe in recent years it hasn't been as strong. It looks, though, to me like with uh, the output from last week against Wisconsin, they had a couple of other earlier uh, good runs rushing games this year that maybe here in 2023 that Iowa offensive line is is back to quote-unquote normal with some of their guys up front and how they block, particularly in the run game. I, I would agree, uh, particularly guard to guard. I mean, uh, 
Uh, this transfer, Rusty Feth from Miami, uh, he, he's a fifth-year kid. He came in uh, seasoned. Uh, coach uh, O-line coach George Barnett had recruited him to Miami a few years ago and re-recruited him to come to Iowa out of the transfer portal. Uh, Nick DeYoung uh, injured an elbow uh, uh, in the Michigan State game. He played sparingly last week. So guard to guard, Connor Colby, who was a freshman All-American, I mean, he's, he's big time. Logan Jones now in his second year moving over from the defensive line. He's not Tyler Linderbaum, but he but he's uh, he's got a lot of Tyler's skill set built about the same way. Uh, he really had a great game last week. The the middle run was so uh, impressive to watch against a, a, a tremendous rush defense in Wisconsin. They were giving up three point six per carry, one of the best around. And I think Iowa averaged 4.4, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, of course, you mentioned the uh, 82-yard jaunt by LeSean Williams. He and he and Caleb Johnson uh, have been a nice one-two combo. Caleb's more of a speed guy, uh, looks for the outside. LeSean loves to run inside. So now, And, and they both uh, were not healthy for about a month. Now they're both healthy, and, and, and it's showing. Um, they've, they've got two freshmen they like to use at the tailback position or were forced to use at the tailback position. So that really is a nice pacifier for Deacon Hill when the offensive line comes on like it has. You know, there's still some some uh, consistency needed at the tackle position, but race, Mason Richmond probably at left tackle probably had his best game last week up in Madison. Uh, so it, it, it's coming, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, they last year was uh, not a disaster, but pretty close uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, inexperience, uh, injuries, they were beat up all year long. And, and you know what, when that happens, your confidence really wanes. And you could see the guys hanging their heads down on themselves, and, and, and they got it back now. And they're, they're far from a finished product, but uh, they're a lot better than they were at the beginning of the year. Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, with us here on the Go Gopher podcast. Let's talk for a minute right now about Head Flyer Brewing, proud sponsor of our Go Gopher podcast, with a great location for so many things. We did a live Go Gopher podcast there a couple of weeks ago. It was awesome. A great location, great vibe. They have two new Gopher-themed craft beers for the fall, including the Ryu Ma and the Maroon and Golden Ale. Both are great, but I've got to tell you, the Maroon and Golden Ale is really great. Great flavor, in-school colors. You couldn't ask for more. It's at Head Flyer Brewing. Head Flyer Brewing opened back in 2017. It's been going strong ever since. A great location. It's on Hennepin, just blocks from campus. It has a great vibe, great craft beer, and great for socializing. Don't forget to make Head Flyer Brewing your gopher pregame and postgame stop for home games and also your game watch location for road gopher football games. You'll get beer discounts if you wear the special gopher-related Head Flyer t-shirts. You can buy them in-store, and they are sweet. Headflyerbrewing.com for all the info. Take a flyer. Head Flyer Brewing. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at Champlin Insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Episode 92 rolls on with the radio voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin. And you mentioned Deacon Hill. Obviously, he was not the guy that uh, people figured would be the starter transferred in from Wisconsin. Cade McNamara was the guy that was a reason I was picking Iowa at the start of the year to, uh, to, to win the West. That and then the schedule, I think, was favorable for the black and gold. But here you are now, 6-1, and one, and Deacon Hill is undefeated as a starter. So what can you tell us about Deacon Hill? Big guy. He's 255 pounds. It's six foot three or four. Uh, he came in at about 275 uh, in the spring, and Ference threatened to play him at offensive tackle. <laughs> and he lost about 30 pounds. He's put a few, a few back on. But he is a great kid. He's from. He's a California kid, uh, and found his way to the Big Ten. He wanted to play in the Big Ten. You know, he watched it on TV growing up, and. No doubt, listen to Mike Grimm a few times, and uh, but but he's a very engaging young guy, uh, and and you know he, he's the kind of guy, Mike, that you really root for uh, because he's certainly limited skill wise. He, he's not a he's not a rollout RPO guy, but but he uh, he really he's just he's he's really trying too hard. I mean, the first week I've I felt so bad. He, he put a couple windows out in the top floor of the, the Stead Family Children's Hospital <laughs> across the street. He was overthrowing receivers by a mile, but he settled down as the game went on. Then he he threw a beautiful touchdown pass on a circle route to uh, Eric All uh, at the other end, who came out of the backfield, uh, and that was a difference maker in the game against the Spartans. And then now, or maybe it was Purdue, I can't remember which game, but the problem is now he doesn't have Eric All, he doesn't have Luke Lachey, and you know how uh, Iowa uses their tight ends, or how often they use their tight ends. So it, it seems like every week when he when he's starting to find himself, uh, somebody else gets hurt, and you know that's that's football. Uh, you know, I would love to see Cade McNamara and those two tight ends in there, but you you go with what you have. Uh, the other the other issue is now he's starting to zero in on the numbers, and he throws a missile, Mike. He yeah. he, he 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 has some touch, but that he's never played. He hasn't played since his senior year in high school, so that's coming. But the other issue is uh, usually reliable receivers are, are dropping passes. And so it just makes for a, a, a mix master of, of issues that hopefully they're continuing to iron out. It was better last week, uh, he, yet he was uh, six for 20, whatever it was. Uh, the Hawks uh, haven't been winning with the passing game let's, uh, because of the passing game, but uh, hopefully as the season wears on now, by the time they get to November, uh, they're a lot better. Um, this is a series now that has gone Iowa's way eight straight times, seven of those eight have been single digit games if if I if I look that up right at least 6 of the 8 I know have been single digit uh, outcomes what what do you think Dolph can you put your finger on um you know what what has been the key to Iowa winning those 8 straight tight games uh, 7 of those being tight uh, against Minnesota I, I sure can and we've talked about both areas Mike that is running the football and uh, and uh, turnovers meaning uh, good defense now I don't have the numbers in front of me but I would bet be willing to wager a, 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 a glass of uh, your favorite beverage that if you went back and looked, and even the games that Minnesota won uh, uh, before this Iowa streak, I was looking at those numbers the other day. There's a few close games in there. Uh, I would be willing to wager that turnovers uh, uh, were a key factor. Uh, but for Iowa, it's been great defense uh, down through the years, Norm Parker to Phil Parker. Uh, and it's been the Hawkeyes have been able to run the football. And even when they lost uh, to the Gophers, 
Iowa was running the ball well, uh, which resulted in close games. So I think, Mike, it's uh, no different uh, this weekend. As uh, Hayden Fry used to say, when it gets to be late October, and we're not there yet, but uh, the weather is changing, when it gets to be late October and November and that ground hardens up and the wind's blowing and you got a gray sky and perhaps some snow, you better be able to run the football in the upper Midwest. And both teams understand that. Yeah, for sure. And, and when you talk about Kinnick Stadium, Minnesota has not won there since 1999, which, you know, we're talking, what's that, 24 years ago. Um, I remember that game. Uh, that was uh, Scott Mullen was the Iowa quarterback. Uh, on the uh, goal line trying to throw a pass into the end zone to win it and Minnesota intercepted that pass reason I remember that Dolph is I was I was your statistician and spotter for that game that's how long ago it was I'm 52 now I mean well you're dating yourself I know and and you know you make it sound like it was last century come on Grimmer Uh, I I heard this last week well the Hawks haven't won in Madison and since 2015 the undefeated year well I think it was two trips so I'm, I'm guessing Minnesota's what been to Iowa City maybe four times, yeah, four or five times since 19. Now you're right; it, it is it is a uh, an albatross uh, you want to throw in the in the dumpster, uh, and uh, I think it points out well a couple things. Number one, it's tough to win in the Big Ten. You and I both know that, but it's really tough to win in the Big Ten on the road. Yeah, and so the Hawkeyes finally got that off their back last week in Madison in a game that, you know, frankly, uh, I, it was really an enjoyable game to watch because if you're like me, you love hard-hitting contact football that centers on defense and special teams. Now, I'll take a 40-point uh, game. Boy, will I ever take a 40-point game uh, this year for the Hawkeyes. But there, you can't beat Big Ten football when it's a defensive uh mauling or a brawling like I saw last Saturday in Madison. I mean, that's my personal preference. Uh, As long as you win, it's a win. Uh, And I'm not making excuses for the offense. Hopefully they get better. But uh, you're right. To your point, the bottom line, you know, they have a lot of these games in this Iowa winning streak have been, you know, a play here, a play there, very close in the end. And I look for a similar ending, a similar game on Saturday. Yeah, and um, that you mentioned the physicality of that game. I remember even at the start of the year looking at this game, thinking one, if Minnesota had any hopes of, of making noise in the division, they're probably going to have to win in Iowa City, knowing that Michigan and Ohio State are also on the Gopher schedule. So you got You're going to have to win someplace. Um, and then secondly, looking how it's set up, Minnesota with a bye week before that game, and Iowa playing at Wisconsin. Wisconsin in what we knew would be a physical game. So I think there's some stuff there that Minnesota, you know, if they're going to win, that might be part of the reason, right? I mean, that's a that's a tough back-to-back, Wisconsin and Minnesota in back-to-back weeks. Those are, you know, when you throw Iowa in there, those are three of the most physical teams, certainly in the West and maybe in the country in terms of how, how they play. So, um, and, and in addition, you mentioned Iowa has some injuries. So how do you think they came out of that physically uh, from Madison? Uh, not good. I mean, you're 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 spot on. I mean, 100 percent, without a doubt. Uh, in fact, our you, you, our our good friend Matt LaPay, the voice of the Badgers, he and I were talking before the game last week. He said, "Look, 
So we're only halfway through the season. He said, and, and you and I know how physical this series has been. He said, Let, let's whoever wins, let's hope both teams get through it healthy yeah. for the remaining five or six games. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. I have lost its leading pass catcher for the second time this year for the rest of the season. Uh, they, they didn't have their starting left guard, Nick DeYoung. Hopefully he's back uh, on Saturday. Uh, obviously they're without Cade McNamara and Luke Lachey. And, but uh, those injuries occurred certainly uh, before last week. So I, I look at, you, you know, you mentioned uh, the Minnesota trip to Iowa. You know, the Hawkeyes felt the same way last week, that if they were going to be a threat or win the West, they needed to pick off the Badgers uh, in Madison. Well, they did, and now they have the tiebreaker with Wisconsin. Everybody else in the division has at least two losses. So they're sitting in a great spot, but with very wounded on offense. Now, the defense and special teams obviously have to carry the load, uh, but if but if any of those guys start dropping, I mean, a guy like Sebastian Castro, who has come out of nowhere the last year and a half to be one of the uh, uh, the top nickelbacks or cashbacks in the country. Uh, he's on a mid-season All-America team, I see, uh, announced this week. Uh, you know, things are going to be really tough. But, Mike, you know, and I know that that is the Big Ten. That is the Big Ten. It, it sure is. Last one, I know you have to uh, take off. You mentioned Castro. What a game he had last week. I'm watching the game, you know, and I watch this team a lot, and I keep it, – it's amazing. All of a sudden, I'm like, and who's, who's 49 on the end? They're, I mean, they can't block him. Who's 48 on the end? They're not even starters, but that's what Iowa does, isn't it? They just have these guys, and all of a sudden, um, you know, they're freshmen, they don't play, they're sophomores, they don't play, and then all of a sudden, they're guys that become impact players because they've been coached up. They have, and, and most of those numbers you or guys you mentioned are uh, high three stars, uh, very few four stars. Um, Sebastian Castro, uh, Ethan Herkett is uh, 49, Deontay Craig. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, Minnesota native, YA Black, he's had a heck of a year. Yeah. Uh, now, he's he's questionable about playing on Saturday, but uh, the big fella against his home state, I'm guessing he's going to try and get out there. He's had a little shoulder issue. But, yeah, no, uh, and, and the bottom line is uh, at Iowa, at Minnesota, Mike, you always recruit to your system and then coach the guys up and hope by their second or third year uh, they're in the two deeps and uh, with uh, any other additional luck, they're playing, and, and then hopefully they become stars like Castro has. No doubt. Well, hey, it'll be fun, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday, Iowa and Minnesota, the battle for Floyd of Roysdale. Uh, as always, we appreciate it, Gary. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Mike, uh, and we'll see you this weekend. That's the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Gary Dolphin. He was our guest on the Go Gopher podcast, episode 92. Great insight, great intel, and we appreciate our good friend, Gary Dolphin, for joining us. We're presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or TN. NMA.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Cub sponsors the Go Gopher podcast. It's the official grocer of the Golden Gophers. Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis is proud to sponsor the Go Gopher podcast. Head Flyer Brewing is just a mile and a half from the stadium. Stop in for great-tasting beer tonight. And don't forget Head Flyer Brewing as a pregame and postgame gopher football option for home games. We're also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and right now, please click the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. 
We'll talk again next week.